Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Good evening. Oh. And alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Yes, good evening. Sorry. Jumps the gun on me. And with us on the line is certified Florida man, Phil Jakes. I miss you, I miss you. <laughs> oh, here we go. I hope he can hear this. <laughs> He's nodding yet. Not amused. Not amused. I'm thoroughly confused. I'm trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. <laughs> it, I think it's a Zoom call, and they're all trying to play on the Zoom call, and it's just not syncing. Everybody's up. doing this along a, a large yeah, wooden say, stick. It, it's still in four four. It sounded like it was in four five or five four. Some weird shit. It's just not put together. But it's, yeah, the sync is what's off. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, this kid can't sing. All right, kill this thing. Jesus, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know how we keep coming up with these. I just can't stop finding them. I wish we could. <laughs> but the torture continues. Yeah, the torture continues for another week. And uh, we've already got another one lined up for next week, too. So uh, it's going to continue. Yeah. Now, we typically start our episodes off with personal updates with racing. So... By the time you hear our next week's episode, I will have raced. Pending Hopefully. pending weather, I suppose. Uh, I'm not going to make that assumption. But yeah, a, it's New a, England. A race will have passed by at some point. Maybe. A scheduled weather. race date. Right. You I could do. get a rogue blizzard coming from uh, Alberta or some shit. I mean, we were pushing 50, 60 degree days, and now it's been 20 degrees at night and 30 two to 37 as a high for like three days straight it was 86 here today like what happened i could go into the meme of the temperature hit the brakes like they saw a state trooper on the highway (laughs) what the hell was that (laughs) he was shivering he was that cold oh will smith will smith didn't want it to continue he smacked it out I thought we were going to go an episode without mentioning that shit show. <laughs> That's the fakest WWE shit I ever seen well, in my life. He'll win the Academy Award for Best Actor in Too Late. Uh, yeah, for uh, in an award show. Chris oh no! Will be the best. Academy is the Academy is investigating him. They might take it away because they're all about peace and love. No, they're not. Fuck off. <laughs> they, they did that on purpose. The ratings. It's the. It, their rings were in the toilet. They needed something. No one watched it. The ratings have plummeted so, so bad. So it, bad over the last five years. No like, one wants to see it. Who wants to be lectured by rich assholes about <laughs> social issues they know nothing about? And hey, then NASCAR can... fans, if you want to see something that's actually dead, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> People complaining, oh, NASCAR's dead. They had a no. finish just they had a, a great finish in, in Coda. And it gets overshadowed by this garbage. Yeah. Honestly, if this hadn't happened, I would have never even known the Oscars <laughs> happened. So, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I have no, I just don't. 
care. All celebrities. Anyway, are, racing. All celebrities are interchangeable and replaceable. All of them can die and make no impact on society. Moving on. Nothing. All right, I was given <laughs> given a reaction. Let's go. I was given a reaction to the floor, but nobody wanted it. So anyway, personal updates. All right, I told you about the race. The upcoming is the icebreaker. It starts on April first for Friday. That's a practice only day. So if you're coming to watch, you don't have to come that day. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Saturday, Sunday are feature days. I should have pulled up the schedule, but I didn't because I am stupid. I I give all these updates about you know, Waterford and all their updates and Stafford and all their stuff. Thompson, the place I race at, I don't think uh, we touched we, on, we told the dates, but we didn't go into the schedule and it's like, eh, I, I don't think that was a great idea. Well, you went and you got fuel today. Oh yes. Yeah. We actually tried to do stuff today because I had a couple sponsor checks come through. So I might as well give those folks a little bit of a mention as a thank you. Uh, returning to the car this year is Jeremiah's antiques from Putnam, Connecticut. Uh, they're back on for their second year, and I've got another returning sponsor that's been with me for over a decade, and that's Northeast Truck and Off-Road down in Gales Ferry uh, for all your truck off-road and accessory needs. So <laughs> they all give me money, and i got to put some stickers on the car. And uh, Yeah, so we went up to New England Race Fuels with my sponsor money, and I picked up a drum of uh, the legal racing fuel that we have. What's that? It's like 260 GTX. I think it's the 98 octane. I believe they run yep. that at Stafford as well. Yes. And uh, boy, that was a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And I didn't expect it to be like affected by gas prices as much because it was, you know, racing fuel. But it was just a ton. I'm like, oh. It was like a hundred and something dollars more than the last time I bought it a couple of years ago. Are they mandating you run that fuel now? Yeah, you can only run that. Yeah, for if you're going to run racing fuel, that's what you do. I think they also still allow uh, 93 octane within a certain. Okay. You have to run a specific amount of uh, ethanol in it or something like that from the pump, so you essentially prove that it's pump gas or whatever. So it's nothing fancier. I don't know. They have really strict fuel rules around here so um yeah we went up to burlington connecticut to pick up that from uh new england race fuels to holland's garage there so i picked up a drum 705 dollars <sighs> that hurt that was oh, thanks. that was a lot of one of my sponsorships uh they told me yeah prices are up because the even the cost of the drums is higher they said they were getting them for 50 bucks now they're getting them for what 89 it's like it's a it's a freaking drum. It's a piece of stamped steel. That sucks. Uh, I'm sure other people pay more for their fuel, but for us, it's you know low dollar racing, and we're blue collar guys. So you got to give us a break. Uh, and then this is where <laughs> this is where I have a little beef. Uh, it could be my fault, but I really don't think it is. Somebody can definitely point it out to me if uh, they find it or not. But we went over to. Because Jesse went with me. I don't know if I said that. But we went over to uh, Hoosier Tire East in Manchester, Connecticut. We were just kind of touring North Central Connecticut today for some reason. And we got there. Couldn't find a parking spot. Finally got one. Walked all the way over. Got got into the office and said, hey, you got any 790s? And so they kind of looked around a little bit funny and 
somebody came out through a door and said, uh, no, you can't buy them. Like, what do you mean you can't buy them? Well, you got to buy them at the track only. I'm like, for Thompson? They're like, yep, sorry, we can't do it. We can't sell you. I'm like, okay. I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the rules or uh, anywhere else, but uh, okay. So I just left. I'm like, well, what are they going to do? They're a business. I'm sure they would like to sell me tires, but I guess they, if they want to sell tires at the tracks, they have to comply with what the tracks want, so they have to do it. So I'm like, well, that sucks. I didn't remember seeing anything from Thompson about not being able to buy tires except on dates of racing because last year I didn't buy tires at the track at all. I've not never one. bought tires at the track. No. At least not day of race. No. I've I've very 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 rarely have I ever bought tires at a track during the race. I think the sum total of tires I've ever bought at the track was probably 3. Like I've never bought tires at the track. I usually always go there and they told me no and I'm like, "Well, I didn't hear about it." And Is, I do a racing who else podcast. Runs that tire? Um, the trucks. No one, no one no, in Connecticut a, now. Yeah, no. Uh, no, sorry. Truck started the speedball tire. I think uh, up north in New Hampshire they run the seven nineties. So Stafford doesn't run it. I know of, Stafford had a thing in their rules where you couldn't go to Hoosier Tire East. They did. Uh, I believe. Right. I believe they did. I believe Waterford might have put something out. I don't remember. Um, well, my my only thought was if if they're running the 790, then I would get why they'd turn it away because they would think, oh, you're just trying to screw us over. But if if legitimately Thompson's the only street stocks that run the 790, and Thompson didn't put anything out and didn't have that rule, I I don't know. I have a hard time with it. I searched for it. I didn't find any any notification that we're not supposed to buy tires. And I think Jesse scoured the rules and he didn't see it either. And uh, no, Waterford's running the 970s in their street stocks because they did that tire and rule change or tire and wheel rule change. And um, they did. I don't think Stafford changed anything. I think they're still doing the same thing. I didn't. I didn't hear or see anything different. So I'm just gonna go with the fact that they didn't change anything over. Um, so yeah, all three tracks are having different rules yet again. Even though we were kind of merging closer together, two steps forward and three steps back i guess but anyway it's really funny because i used to give florida a lot of crap for that and now florida is starting to unify and mess well new england or southern new england is starting to do what florida did and guess what it didn't fucking work (laughs) nope uh and how is florida doing now is their car counts coming up 30 cars in the wheelman on pretty much every race the trucks usually have 2025 anywhere you go for pure stocks is 2025 Oh, weird. Oh, because they have common rule books. Oh, isn't that weird? Shocker. Common rule books actually made the car counts come up. Weird. And the best part is Florida runs every single track on a Saturday, so you've got competing tracks and competing divisions, and they still have car count. Yeah, and that's exactly why. The car the car owners down there, racers or whoever, have a return on their investment. They can. It's much easier for them to go to different tracks, or it's much easier for them to sell the car. People will be more interested if they can race it in more than one place because they might not live near one track or whatever, and they can just purchase from somewhere else and bring it to where they're from and race. It's a return on an investment. It's easy math. To be fair, Florida's kind of like New England, though, where South Florida is all kind of the same rules, and then you got New Smyrna and Pensacola that are like out on their own island like New Hampshire was for a while. 
I want to play devil's advocate. Okay. Now, we have this thing called a tire shortage because of the government's response to COVID and the supply line that's been butchered because China has all the rubber trees or whatever, and it's hard to get tires, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, and with that being said, do you think that maybe tracks are changing the types of tires to kind of mirror what demand is go- they're going to be gained with? Meaning, there's only... X amount of seven nineties to go around. Okay, what is the next highest in your supply? Oh, we got a whole big pile of nine seventies over there, or whatever it is. Oh, cool. I'll take that. You know, staffer. Oh, yeah, we got. Uh, who's your seven hundred? Okay, cool. So you know, they, there's little piles here and there, basically, to make sure that there's not a shortage within each track. Do you dig what I'm trying to say a little bit? Some have. Some have been doing that, but um, I it's a it's, I just say it's the lazy way. It's kind of a I have a feeling it's it's a supply and demand issue as well. I mean, if you have a lot of people buying a specific tire, yeah, wouldn't you just wouldn't you just make more of that tire, like just out of practice? It is, but they have to think in a nationwide region. They have to think nationwide. Hmm. Not not everybody runs seven nineties in missouri or ohio or indiana they have they have to truck it you know across the country they can only they have you know they have to think about the whole big picture so uh i I don't think i don't think the the responsibility should fall on the the tire sellers or manufacturers though it should be the track's responsibility if you want to limit tires create tire rules Stafford has great tire rules in place. They have no problems. You think Waterford None of the has race a tire rule? Sitting. I don't know if Waterford has one for the street stocks. I know they do for SK Lights. Although they may have tire purchase limits right now. Yes. I actually have an email from Stafford. Uh, Scott Runnan sent me one. Uh, as well as all the rest of the competitors in the system there. Um I'm going to move this thing off my microphone for a minute. Sorry. Wow, Buffett. So uh, they have... I actually have the Stafford tire uh, policy for 2022 in my hands if you'd want to hear it. Uh, this might be more pertinent to the racers than the fans, so just bear with us. But uh, they have a new tire credit system. They have a tire purchasing limit, and they have preseason tire purchasing uh, rules in place. Uh, I guess they get weekly tire credit allocations that's tied to the number and how many they purchase every week. Uh, tire credits expire every week and do not roll over. You use it or lose it. Uh, tire purchasing limit. They got uh, six tires for all divisions at the first event. And then the subsequent event per week, pending supply issues. They have different ones for different divisions, like late model modifieds or three tires and two tires alternating. Uh, SK lights and all the way down to street stocks are one tire weekly, two every fourth week. Uh, And then, again, this is Stafford talking here. Uh, <clears throat> they had a preseason tire purchasing thing. I guess they're going to do it on, uh, well, they already did it, apparently. It was Saturday, March 26th. Sorry about that. Uh, 9 a.m. to noon or April 16th at open practice on Stafford Speedway. No tire purchases will be allowed at Hoosier Tire East. See, they said it. Okay, Stafford said it. I don't race at Stafford. So this is absolutely no th- nothing to do with me. You know? So, like, if if I race at Thompson... 
and Waterford has these rules, and Stafford has these rules, and let's say Seekonk or Lee or whatever, Thunder Road, if all these people have this rule, but Thompson doesn't say anything, none of them pertain to me, so none of them matter. I don't race those places. I race I at sure Thompson. I sure like the cut of your gibberish. <laughs> I, sir, I race at Thompson. Mm-hmm. So unless Thompson releases something, that's inconvenient. I don't live that close to Manchester. I mean, everything is pretty close in Connecticut, but I still had to drive out of my way to get there. Uh, so anyway, um, tire purchasing preseason, I guess I was on that. Uh, eligibility is you have to be registered to compete. You have to have that competition license, and uh, the purchases are at the discretion of the Stafford officials. Again, that's all the rules about the uh, Stafford tire purchases. But I, again, I would love to see somebody, you know, tell me I'm wrong or show me a press release or a rule book or whatever. But I just didn't. It didn't sit well with me, and I'm, I'm not going to argue with Hoosier Tire East because they were probably told not to, and they're abiding by it. How can I blame them? Right. So. There's nothing on their Facebook page. There's nothing on Thompson's Facebook page that I can find. There's nothing that Race Day Connecticut put out or any kind of notice. I never received anything, and I'm still on all the, the mailing lists for all the tracks up there. So so we're telling you now, don't bother going to Hoosier Tire East or, if you race or at Thompson. anything if you race at anywhere, really. Yeah. Uh, because Pretty much they're anywhere. not going to sell you tires, and that's fine. That's whatever. It's just... Don't waste a trip up. Yeah. Or at least call before you go. Just buy them when you get there, I guess, or buy them at the track. So. No big deal. No biggie. You know. Cool. I think I forgot to go into the schedule for uh, Thompson. Oh, yeah. We have the schedule up. If for you're Thompson. going, if, yeah, it's, uh, again, Thompson Speedway is back to six, six race schedule. I think we covered the schedule at some point, but if you missed it. Icebreaker Friday, pit gates open at 9 a.m. Oh, yes. I have that right here. Rotating practice, 11 <laughs> to 5. <laughs> again, Friday's a practice day. They're going to have the banquet at 5.30 after the race uh, race cars get off the track for practice. Uh, so they, I hope I got my ticket. Informal. Yeah, informal. it's an informal thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Saturday they're going to have, um, looks like, for features. I just want to tell people features because a lot of fans listen. Well, there's gonna if be, you're yeah, ra- we're going to have let's a be, bunch of practice, and let's then be, we're going to have features. Let's be honest. If you're a racer, you're already looking at the schedule. So... Uh, if you're racing this weekend at Thompson, you're going to be uh, seeing SK's race on Saturday for 30 laps. NEMA lights for 25. Past super late models are going to be for 75 laps. Mini stocks for 20. And the Exit Realty Pro trucks are going to be for 35 laps. Now, also, I just wanted to mention that they have Saturday-only general mission. They uh, Prices are going to be $30 for Saturday-only. Mm-hmm. Twelve and under ten bucks. They're gonna do a set. They can have a. You can have a Saturday and Sunday combo for general admission. That'd be sixty bucks. Uh, Twelve and under twenty bucks. And if you wanted to go Sunday only, the general admission is uh, forty bucks. They also have the same deal for pit passes. Yeah, pit um, passes. If you deal. go, I wish they had done this years ago. If you go it's Saturday, a good idea, yeah. yeah. If you go Friday only for practice, that's an extra twenty five bucks. Okay. So if you go in the pits, it's Saturday Sunday. For a combo, it's seventy-five bucks. If you go Saturday only, it's fifty bucks. If you go Sunday only, it's fifty bucks. So, children under twelve, or yeah, I know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, there I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be going Sunday, Friday, and Sunday. That's that's pretty. I, I love how. Go ahead. I love how the wheel and modified tour goes away, and the prices still stay wicked high. I'm, 
they got to cover their own insurance and they're leasing the track so it's not Thompson no, doing I, it anymore. No, I get you know, it. I'm just it's yeah, they giving it a their... hard time because that, we used to get bent over because the tour would come to town yeah. every time. Uh, well, they got a big purse to cover. Well, we got the open modifieds, which is more popular. Yeah, that's Anywho. true. Much Shots more fire. popular. Sunday. <laughs> so there's not going to be any practice on Sunday except for Outlaw Open Modifieds. Uh, so that's why I'm going. I'm just going to go on Friday and then take the day off. Then instead of taking two days off of work, I'm like, I'm not even going to be on the track for Saturday. It's just practice only if I wanted to take it. So screw it. Plus, what if I break something? I'll have to fix it. But um, Sunday. What if you break something Friday? I can fix it on Saturday. You got practice on Sunday? I don't care. I'll just send it on the racetrack. What? I know what it was last year. What's the difference? Fair. <laughs> What's it going to be? All right, so uh, limited sportsmen are going to be up first Sunday for features. 25 laps instead of the normal 20. Uh, SK lights are going to be up for 25 laps. Late models for 35. And then the Outlaw Open Modified Icebreaker, 125. 125, obviously, laps. But So that's this Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park up in Connecticut here. All right, so that's my personal up. Actually, I didn't even finish my personal updates yet. We're probably 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got my car running, and uh, I'm going to be doing a tune-up to it. There, I did it. Okay, there's my update. Oh, I got to get it on scales and stuff, but whatever. That's normal racing crap. Are you done yet? Yep. <laughs> Anybody else have any Phil. updates except for Phil? Because nope. Phil... <laughs> Phil, why don't you share your updates? You no, can, no, no you, updates. You can leave your name. You can leave names out if you like. Phil. My bunghole will not wait. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Had to buy a brand new Panhard bar for the uh, the car. And uh, the company that I purchased from apparently doesn't chase the threads. And as I was threading one of the rod ends in, it started to jam. So I started to back it back out. And it really jammed. Apparently, so it's, completely, it's completely useless at the moment. I was going to say, you weren't putting in one of those left-handed thread ones and just kept going the wrong way, did you? <laughs> no, I'm Polish, but I'm not that dumb. I don't see a ski at the end of your name, so. Well, that's because... Uh, oh, that's loud. <laughs> yeah, that's really loud. Wow. No, I even tried to put the whole thing in the bench vise and uh, tried to back the uh, rod end out by putting a long bolt through the uh, eyelet and broke the bench vise. So that'll tell you how <laughs> stuck it is. <laughs> Literally snapped an ear off the vise completely. I'm, I've never, ever seen this in my life. And it, it, it's probably the smallest little piece of metal shaving or something that is like three or 400 pounds of force. Can't touch it. <laughs> You're going to, you got to go get the old vices. Like you got to go to your local like flea market or whatever and look, I should have taken yeah. the one off my dad's workbench. Look for the old antique ones because they're made better. Yeah. You buy these Chinesium ones, they'll snap in half like what you got. Well, they're all cast. They're just junk cast. That's why they break. Well, yeah, that's why you got to go and buy the nice old ones. Anyway. So, so I ordered another new Panhard bar because I don't have the time to deal with this one, and I'll just cut it and have someone take on a new end and either sell it or keep it as a spare down the road. It was only $35 for the... Uh, Panhard anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. So that's not too bad. And uh, I don't think we touched Jesse's car at all this week, so I don't think he's got anything going on. He's shaking his head on an no. audio podcast. Okay. No, no crate motor yet? 
Disappointing. That's sad. Anyway. All right, let's talk about local racing. Oh, wait. <sighs> there ain't none yet. But we can always talk for an hour and a half about absolute nothing. We've proven that. Mm. Ah, let's we... just talk about Coda. Why don't we talk about a listener DM that I got on Instagram? What? <laughs> yes, I did. And he said he didn't. He said I didn't have to play it, but I'm gonna anyway. All right, this is from this is the Tyler Owen segment because he is one of the few people that actually interacts with us. So here we go. He has a question for us again. He says, "Hey, I have one more topic for you uh, guys. Uh, hang on a second. I can't read my phone. I smudged the shit out of it. All right, that would be helpful, right? Anyway, I." <laughs> I have one more topic you guys can discuss if you have time on your podcast. It's NASCAR Hall of Fame weekend, so my dad's favorite driver was Jeff Bodine, so here it is. Is he not on the ballot? I'm sorry, that's his old question. He says, okay. <laughs> I think he deleted I think he deleted it. Did he delete it? Bro, did you delete your old question? Because I'm not seeing it. Because <laughs> it says yesterday, and it's just the question that I kind of interacted with him for. Did you delete your old question, guy? Because I'm looking at my DMs literally right now. Fail. I got nothing. What That's the hell, man? Screenshot it. I really should have. You know what? Maybe I did. Hang on. Maybe I was actually smart and I screenshotted this thing. <laughs> nope. Hello, darkness, <laughs> Fail. All right, so he did give me another question just in case, but I am going to check one more place just to see. <laughs> We're really good at this. Nope. Bro, did you delete your old question? Uh, that sucks. We are bad. We? No, it was here. Ah, uh, whatever. I'm sorry, Tyler. So he oh, asked. Sir, I got one question for you. What are those? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. But anyway, he asked me, who's our take to win the Outlaw Open Modified 150 at Thompson? Is it the 150 or 125? I don't remember, but it's the Outlaw Open Modified race at Thompson. Do you guys have a pick? I wish... Here, I have a second beef with Thompson already, and I haven't even gotten past anywhere in the show yet. Uh, where's the driver lineup for that race? <laughs> yeah, where's the entry list? Come on. Do we have an entry list for that? I mean, it's got to be decent, right? I have an entry list for a race that I'm in in four weeks. And that's the Wheelman Sportsman Series, not the Outlaw Open Modified. That's actually just a regular weekly show. Mm. It's not even Wheelman. All right, so nothing. He said John McKennedy. I'll just go with his guess. I mean, okay, he seems pretty good. I'm going to say Kobe. <laughs> I don't know if Doug's even racing. Remember we went over his schedule? Oh, yeah, we don't have a list. We went over his schedule, and I think he starts at Stafford, doesn't he, for the, for oh, the Sizzler? Yes, I don't even think Doug's racing. So Did you call it the Fizzler or the Sizzler. I said the Sizzler. I wouldn't. Do, <laughs> no. I wouldn't denigrate Stafford like that. I was gonna say. I'm like, that's probably gonna be one of the biggest modified shows in Northeast history. Are you kidding me? That thing's gonna be epic. It sure ain't no damn Fizzler. That's for sure. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I just wanted to make sure I heard you clearly. All right, so Tyler Owen, I'm very apologetic about that because I tried. <laughs> I really did. Technology let us down. And I'm not even going to blame you. I'm just going to blame We're technology. This is technology's fault. I'm going to say Mike Christopher. There you go. I, I bet you he's probably running it. Yeah. That's not it a bad pick. 
That's if we're safe not bet. sure on Kobe, I will probably probably say Rocco. That's not a bad bet either. I bet he's going to be there. Keith is always good on the open modified stuff at Thompson and Stafford. He maybe not great everywhere else in a tour modified that I've seen anyway. The NASCAR tour at but least, he, but yeah, he. To be fair, he never really had the greatest equipment on the NASCAR tour either. And he didn't really run it that much either. So, no, that that bowler car when he drove it, that was kind of mid pack stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Jesse hates that saying. Anyway, I'll move on because we. Made a difference again, and I don't know if we really did or not, but I'm going to say that we did because I have that big of an ego. Um, I'm going to say it was our doing, but they announced at the uh, Waterford Speed Bowls uh, banquet, I think it was, this weekend? Yeah, anyway, um, they announced that the INEX sanctioning is back for the Legends cars and the Bandoleros at the Speed Bowl this year. If anybody remembers, we have been complaining that they don't have one or haven't had one for the last few years at least. And we've been saying that it's been hurting their car counts. And thank you. Ding. That's us. That was all us. I swear to God. We're the only ones complaining it or bringing it to light. Probably not. <laughs> like everybody in the field? <laughs> Probably well, not. Well, I mean, they only had six cars, so. I think it's important, personally. That's why I wanted to see it back, because I really believe that it was going to bring car counts. It's huge down here. Well, You don't go to a track down here without Inex and find cars, period. Well, they they had a pretty decent share rate when I was watching it, and there was a lot of people that were very happy just to see Inex sanctioning come back. I mean, if you have a Legends car or a Bandolero, that means a ton. Yeah. So... Well, think about it. Where else can they run for INX points in southern New England? Seekonk. That's it. That's it, so yeah. So <laughs> instead of they lost Wednesdays and Saturdays and just went to Fridays. Because I don't think Seekonk runs Legends at all on Saturdays. I'd never see them on Saturdays. They're almost like the main program on on Fridays. Yeah, I think they own, the only time they run other than a w- Friday is when they run the Wednesday night show which I don't even think they run that anymore. I don't remember. What, for Waterford? No, for uh, for Seekonk oh, with Seekonk. the 10K. I thought they complimented the... Oh, that, mods that race. I'm sorry. I got yeah. really confused for no good reason. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. We'd have to keep our eyes open. But, uh, yeah, having but that... But now they have three dates a week that they can go race and get points. That's huge. That is huge, yeah. If you can run as many nights a week, you can get those points up. I mean, look at all the guys with uh, late model stocks down in the Carolina Mid-Atlantic region. That's that's all they do. They race NASCAR late model stocks anywhere, and they run like 50, 60 races a year in a late model stock, and that's why they're high up in points all the time. It's almost as if the INEX is, is what the NASCAR Weekly Racing Series was 10 years ago. 10? You mean 20? Well, twenty, <laughs> they were doing the same thing in twenty twelve. They were that bouncing was, around twenty. That's they did it all. They do it all the time. Yeah. No matter, it's never really changed. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's the same basic thing. But it's the other half of NASCAR that's not technically NASCAR. Did Stafford stop doing uh, Legends on Mondays? I haven't seen them there in a long time. Okay. Yeah. 
I think that'd be cool to have them at least alternating one time a month up there for for the INX guys I somehow. Think, you know, I really think that if they did that, that would be really cool. Like it would complement those go kart races that they have there so well. I mean, it's oh, not... the winged outlaw, those things are fun to watch. Yeah, they haul. And isn't the aren't the Monday programs on Flow Racing now? I believe so. They might be. Didn't even know. I thought they were like right towards the end of last year, like they started doing it. And I'll have to check them out. I I'll get Mondays to, off. I would like to look at it. Yeah, Brett has Mondays off too. Yeah, we're gonna have to play a lot of golf though. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> As we look to our retirement years in twenty yeah. something years, yeah, because I will die before I retire. Anyway, um, you'll you'll <laughs> die by a burning mail truck. You yeah, sound, the thing will just burn to the ground. <laughs> you sound like your father. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm too. Dead. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Damn. <laughs> right in the fields, bro. <laughs> That's good. He's going to haunt me in my dreams and be like, you little shit. <laughs> Dickhead. Uh, so, all right. We got another big local news story that we have to cover because it was all over f- every news channel that involves racing because I drowned in it in Twitter more than the stupid Will Smith goddamn garbage shit. Um, Watch your profanity. Nah, fuck that. It's my show. Um, there was a giant kerfluffle over the pass Pro All-Star Series chassis builder compliance rules. I think we have to talk about that. We should talk about it. Yeah. Non-compliant chassis will no longer be allowed to race by taking a weight penalty is essentially what the rule is. Uh, would you like me to just read the article to you? I would hope that you set the stage. This is from Matt Weaver from Racing America. Okay. It's a short article. This lays it out just fine. Pro All-Star Series last Wednesday, I suppose, posted an addendum to its super late model rulebook that affirmed a longstanding standardization of chassis from three New England manufacturers while also targeting Hamke race cars. Is that how you pronounce the name? I'll just say it. Yes. For a lack of compliance, the bulletin reads as follows, and I quote, Due to continued failed attempts to have builders and teams comply with Pro All-Star Series or PASS, super late model chassis construction parameters, effective immediately, chassis must be supplied by a current PASS-approved manufacturer and have their seal of compliance. All others must schedule an appointment for a PASS technical review. Excuse me. Prior to competition, PASS has a long history of allowing the following builders to be taken into confidence for compliance. Pro All-Star Series looks forward to the possibility of qualifying additional builders in the future. These certain, or I'm sorry, the current certified builders are Distance Racing, Dale Shaw Race Cars, Jeremy Davis Race Cars. Uh, Again, their addendum continues. There are many other chassis combinations that have PASS tech and will continue to be allowed. All of the cars will have to schedule the tech uh, review prior to competition. Uh, Pass reserves the right to disallow any chassis builders when they schedule the tech review appointment. Uh, Over time, to control costs, many series have had a spec tire, fuel, bodies, rear ends, and chassis builders. Pass is leaning that way to control costs and keep competition as equal as possible, Jesse. I'm waiting for the sound to cue. What? (laughs) Oh. Uh, So anyway, uh, chassis must pass tech. There will be no weight added for infraction. So they're trying to level the playing field completely, Jess. Yay! 
cued that one right up. Everything's going to be spec, Jess. Everything's going to be the same. Everything wants... To, okay, good. Uh, in other words, moving... I know you didn't have time in your primary, but how, did you, how was up. that car considering all the work that had to be done on it today? It was fine. They're all the same. They're bought at Walmart. <laughs> okay, turn it back down quick. All right, so in other words, moving forward, the chassis that are not... Or chassis, I should say that are not pre-approved must pass a uh, comprehensive technical process before it can be entered into an event. Non-compliant cars will no longer have the option to take a weight penalty and still take the green flag. Uh, It's also worth noting that Port City Race Cars just moved a shop, or they moved into a shop within 10 minutes of Oxford Plains Raceway or Speedway and will likely be added to the certified builders list. Uh, This decision was made in the aftermath of the Easter Bunny Twin 150s over the weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway. Races that were swept by Hamke race car customers Ryan Moore and William Byron. Uh Uh-huh. So, essentially, uh, Hamke race cars have historically featured three door bars instead of the four mandated by pass. Is that left side? Three door bars? Uh Uh-huh. I don't like that. Now, why does it have to be a chassis manufacturer... Why, instead of a safety inspection? What do you mean? Like, certain chassis manufacturers have a spec that they build to. They have a jig, and that's all they're building. I don't care what manufacturer. I don't care what manufacturer it is. If you have, if you need four door bars and you only have three, doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. That's basically what they're saying. So they're saying this is basically done in the uh, name of safety. So yeah, they're saying this this manufacturer doesn't build safe race cars. It's a direct it's a direct attack on Hamke, but it's rightful. Yeah, I I don't care what kind of race car you drive. I don't like having three door bars anyway. How about two by two frame rails? No, Do I don't like those. No, I don't like those either. I don't buy a Hamke. I think it's too small. Yeah. No, this is this is. I think a I lot guess of the uh, rule. The rule is that it should measure nine inches all the way around. It's been this way since the dawn of racing. You build a car as lightweight as possible, and I mean, look at look at the uh, early days of Formula One. They would build cars that were essentially just a piece of skin with an engine strap to it. I mean, yeah. well, Ollie Silva to, had Swiss cheese for frame rails. Yeah, to hell with driver safety. So, it's all about going fast, and it's, it's super modified. It's yeah. never really gone away, and I mean, to whom? I mean, to each their own. If that's what you want to race, you go right ahead. Personally, I'm not comfortable with that. If, you know what I mean? They're taking low light left to an extreme that it doesn't need to go to where you're putting driver safety at risk. It has to be regulated. And the reason why it has to be regulated is because a race car driver is a race car driver first and a safety guy second. That's if fair. You find, <laughs> that's if fair. you give me that car... That show that's two tenths, three tenths faster. But if I hit the wall, I'm probably gonna die. Or I could take the safe one and be, you know, slower. I'll take the safe one and be half a second slower. Which nah, I'm gonna take. I'm taking. I'm taking the fast one. I want to win. That's I'm gonna flip. I'm not gonna die. I'm a race bit. car driver. I'm not gonna. Hit, I'm not gonna die. I don't the have that guy, kind of imagination. The other guy's gonna die. Yeah, it's not happening to me. No. No, we I- don't have that imagination. No. I'm going to flip this, though, just a little bit. Uh-huh. If I think there's a more diplomatic way to go about this, because Pass is going to shoot themselves in the foot by doing this. Tell everybody 
your car has to meet these specs. Don't put a stipulation on chassis manufacturers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Jesse's saying, tell them it's got to meet these specs. You need your frame rails have to measure this. Your door bars have to be this way, plated this way, done. If you don't meet this, you don't race. Essentially just, just a chassis rule book. Yeah. 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 A, a lot of places book. do that. But this is another problem I came up with. Do you hear this problem in dirt super late models? No. And I, I wish why? I did. I don't know because I wish I did because those cars can tail slap the wall and split in half. I don't like those cars. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> you don't hear the complaints about ch chassis manufacturers, this, that, and the other because there's a common rule book. Yeah. That is true, yes. Agreed. It goes back to the, the discussion we just had about local stuff. Common rule books. Not only does it help car counts, it helps keep things uniform. I've Common never, rule books are good for racing in no, in every single way. I've never seen a street stock or a mini stock with three door bars. No. Why does asphalt no. continuously <laughs> no, have three different rule books for one type of car when dirt has hobby stocks, IMCA mods or UMP mods, whatever they are, uh, Dirt mod 602 late models, dirt modifiers, dirt late it. models, sprint cars. Like, yeah, everything's every all the same. Every division has a uniform rule book. Get your fucking shit together, asphalt. I really thought he said something different when he said asphalt. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> it, it, it annoys me that we continue to do this because that's what's killing our car counts. I agree. Uh, I, I think we get it in. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know if I should keep going on this article or not, but you get the basic gist of it. Yeah. I mean, there's interviews with people, and then blah. So what's whatever. the what's the heap well, like? Any, any comments or anything? Any comments to this? Yeah. Oh, just, you name it. I mean, I'm just wondering if there's any kind of light, some insider information. Like, I mean, I think it's as black and white as you can get. I mean, some cars are built with three door bars and light frame rails, and some aren't, and that's what Pass is trying to fix. Is they're trying to say no. We're, we have specific safety regulations, and that's all we're going to do, and that's it. You know, and that's final. These chassis manufacturers that are listed are the people who build their cars a specific way, which is what we want. Therefore, they are on the certified list, and that's it. That's all you're going to see. So that's probably why these other people aren't on the list. So, all right. Fair. That's, yeah, it's... Essentially, a longly or a very long-worded way of saying it's a safety issue, and we're writing a rule to fix it. Right. So, keeping the theme up north because we got the past series is usually up north in this area. Uh, race fans, mark your calendars if you're interested in seeing Cup Stars race up north and the Granite State Pro Stocks. We have a race for you. They didn't pay me to do this, but I'm just doing my promo voice. Tyler Reddick and Corey LaJoy will be in the Granite State Pro Stocks Series race July 15th at the Lee USA Speedway in New Hampshire. We've got Super Shoe and uh, Tyler Reddick, because I don't know what his nickname is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Does he have a nickname? He was within a couple laps of Miss. He probably should be Mr. Top 5 because he's been no lower than third up until this weekend but those rcr alliance cars running up front again yeah but anyway we don't have a we'll get into that yet, but it's coming we will definitely get into that so um I, th I think it's cool that they're coming in and you're seeing more of that with william byron doing it too indeed 
Um, again, we'll get into all the national series races at Coda later. Uh, first, we're going to start off national news because there's no local stuff going on until this weekend. So we're going to limp through it again with our another hour and a half show of us talking about nothing. RFK, the new Roush Fenway Keselowski race team. Hey, I got it right. Uh, <laughs> was handed an L2 penalty after Atlanta for single source part modification. That's a big one. Yeah, because remember we went over the uh, penalties uh, that they got ref- uh, redone this year, and I kind of went over them in early earlier episode. Uh, let's see. Uh, they were... I don't know what's going on in the other room. That sounds bad. Uh, they were f- uh, penalized 100, 100 owner points and 100 driver points plus 10 playoff points, and crew chief Matt McCall, woof, Find a hundred thousand dollars and suspended four races. What's that? His yearly salary? Christ! I wonder who actually pays that. <laughs> no, nah, the the team pays that. I hope so. I wouldn't expect my guy to pay that much money. <laughs> be like, you're trying to be fast. I'm not making. I'd be looking at Brad like, yo, help. You're taking care of this one, right? Be like, if you want me to work here, you're taking care of this because you probably asked me to find speed. It was you, all right. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I didn't really hear about what the part actually was, but I'd heard that it had something. Nobody released it, really. I heard. They modified a part that was from a single source vendor or something. A bumper. I heard rumblings that it was a rear bumper cover. Yeah. 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 I don't know what they did because nobody released anything, but that was what I was told. I don't know how true it is. Supposedly add or remove material is the only thing I kept seeing. It took a... It took a... So they took a sander to a few spots. Well, they, yeah. Well, they took the hot. Probably. They took a heat gun to it and warped it or something. Or so did it that shoots like knows. an arrow for low drag? They did something to alter it. That's all that really matters. So they that's, made it more better than it was. So it's not like they were having a great start to the year, but now they're probably in the hole. Well, <laughs> he's going to have to win to make yep, it. Yep, you got you to win. That hurts. They, they basically said, okay, we assume you've been doing this all season, so reset your points. Well, it's a hefty fine. They're they're not playing around and they're staying consistent. So hey, I got an idea. Look up it was, the actual it was, points now and see what they are. Well, it, I, it, they took two cars to R&D, and it was Brad Keselowski and Chase Elliott, and naturally they didn't find nothing with Chase. <laughs> of course not. And <laughs> they're like, no, nah, we want to keep that P56 uh, pit stall in, in France there in Le Mans. They're uh, yeah. I was gonna say they're not gonna take uh, who's the super late model guy from Florida who's got a cup team, long hair, really scary guy. The hell! Oh, BJ McLeod. Yeah, they're not taking his cars to R and D. No. Well, I mean, his cars run forty third. I give him a break. He's out there trying. (laughs) I do. Bad bitch in a super late model. Oh, BJ's a badass. I'm not gonna discount the guy at all ever. All right, let's go down through the NASCAR Cup Series standings and see where the RFK car is. It's not here. We're in page two. All right, page two. 30 second. 30, how many points? 45. Woof. Why, why does the car below him have more points? I, because <laughs> they, very don't have, they don't have a charter. Oh, really? <laughs> BJ McLeod, David Reagan. I thought BJ had one. I don't, I don't know. know. I thought live. I thought live fast had a charter. Pretty sure they do. I don't know. I'm guessing. 
Maybe they're not they running the race yesterday. They're not running all the races. Maybe it's all the races. I don't know, but yeah, he's got forty-five points. How much does the point leader have? One hundred and eighty-three. Woof. That's Alex Bowman backing into a point lead. Yep. I'm just never letting that go. So he almost good. backed into a he couple. He almost wins. backed into it yesterday. Too. He almost backed into a truck series win too. Uh, <laughs> no, he almost wheel hopped his way into that win. It's kind of funny that he wrecked with uh, Kyle Busch though when he backed into him. I guess. <laughs> to be fair, well, I, I mean we'll talk about it, but I think if you watch the video, Alex would have probably been okay. I don't know who was the middle truck there, but uh, they, that was I think Stuart. It was freezing. Yeah, it was Stuart. Stuart. Was At the, the last second, Stuart turned left really quickly and bounced off of uh, Bowman, and they both started to sh- shoot to the right. At that point, so you think it unloaded his left side and it locked the tires up or well, something? Once you hit it, flash. That's what I'm thinking. Or he started think, wheel hopping. I think Bowman was going to be good until that contact. Well, once you hit, uh, once you hit, be. once you hit all of your truck onto the surface there, you, you have no choice but to go straight. And Coda, yeah, no you know, Coda does... Coda knocked the wheel right out of his hand, too. I mean, Coda is also known to have a couple little, like, washboardy kind of areas when they break in. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the cup race. But anyway, we might as well keep talking about the truck race because I think that's where we're at at this point. So all three uh, nationals top national NASCAR series raced at the circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. I believe SMI leases the track for this weekend. I'm pretty sure how that, how that works. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what's because I there. saw an SMI logo and I'm like, you don't own this place. So I was confused. Um, but no, I believe that they do that. And yep. Trucks, Xfinity cup series. They all raced at Coda. So this time, it was not raining, so we could actually see a good, honest race. Thank God. Everybody wants to see racing in the rain. Has Until never, it's racing in the rain. Has never seen a race in the rain. I don't see any any good racing, regardless <laughs> of division, in the rain. Sports cars suck in the rain. Formula One sucks in the rain. Yeah, they have to drive even have, slower because they still don't have downforce. Can they still have good races? Yes, but it's very few and far between. I don't mind it when the track's a little damp, but don't send them out there in a freaking downpour. Yeah, they tried. Last to, year was utterly ridiculous. They tried to kill him last year, for God's sakes. Good. I God. mean, uh, Cole was it Cole Custer and uh, Martin Truex? They oh my they God, crashed yeah, so hard. Race. Cole Custer almost got decapitated. Yeah, they freaking wrecked so hard because they couldn't see in the rain. Yeah. Rain races are boring. I want to see people drive slowly in the rain. I'll go sit outside a Walmart parking lot. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> and trucks on a road course really isn't that bad. I think they're fun. I think they do. Oh, I, same I think thing they're as cool. Xfinity cars really you got know. a little more upper like weight up top, a little more center of gravity. But you got two Xfinity, you got two junior divisions. Yeah. So they're gonna put on a show. So we mentioned it earlier, but Zane Smith capitalized on a late race fracas, which is what I like to call it, I guess, between Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, and Stuart Friesen. It was a kerfluffle. In t- I already used that word. Today? Uh, in, yeah, I did. Oh, we used Walmart today, too. I did use kerfluffle in the past chassis builder compliance rules section. Oh, uh, how about waffle? I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, jeez. All, All right. right, I'm done derailing it. Go on. Okay, so... Yeah, going down into turn 11, uh, Kyle Busch had the lead, 
And uh, Stuart Friesen was actually doing really well on a road course, of all places. And he was right with them. I mean, he was keeping up in the S's. He was actually making up ground in the S's. And Alex Bowman, he has been, he has been learning so well on the road courses. Uh, he jumped in a truck for Spire Motorsports, I believe, has a truck now. Yep. And Hendrick Cars uh, came over to sponsor him. And Kyle Busch is not running Xfinity anymore, so he's just kind of dabbling in some truck races because it's his team. He wants to bring sponsors, logos, et cetera, et cetera. We all know the business behind it. But um, Kyle was leading. It was a late race restart. I believe it was the second green-white checker. And uh, those three went down into, I think it's turn 11. This track is so long. It's the Formula One track. And it's got it's got 20 turns. You know, it's an FIA certified, like, I forget what the rating is, but it's Formula One rated. So it's like the top tier rated racetrack. And uh, they all go down into the turn 11, which is a hard hairpin. Lots of good passing areas in Coda. That's that's what I like about the place. Lots of good runoff. You can get physical. Shit doesn't happen too bad. It's a good place to race. I like it. I, it's been a good addition, especially when they're not racing in the rain. Nice track. I like the place. A lot of elevation change, too. I like a lot of different challenging parts to racetracks. Yeah. A lot of good passing zones. A lot of blind zones, corners. Yep, blind corners, passing zones. It's oh, and also, it seems to be designed. By, it seems like it's designed by a motocross promoter because you have all the elevation changes, and not to mention the first turn, you everybody flies off into the hairpin. It's like a hundred five wide feet up too. Five wide, and then you have to get single file. Yep, or you're all going in the dirt. <laughs> yes, right. So that's a that's a motocross style racing right there. I loved it. It's fun. I love Coda. I think I downloaded it on iRacing. We got to get. If I didn't, I'm going to get it because I like it. Uh, anyway, so Pro Two Trucks, Pro Two Trucks at Coda. Zane Smith was in fourth during this uh, incident, which didn't cause a yellow or anything. Uh, those three got together. Bowman put it down to the inside. There was contact with Friesen, and they basically just kind of went straight and cleaned out Kyle Busch, and they all went off. And Zane Smith just took his normal line. And he's like, oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. He felt like Moses when the Red Sea parted. And Can I say something about Kyle Busch? Go ahead. Uh, go right ahead. If you're going to leave that door that wide open, you can't be mad. Well, to be fair, I mean, that he's taking the racing line. And I don't think he expected to get dive-bombed from that far back. So Why? What did he say during the interview? Did it sound like this? <laughs> It was a little more diplomatic than normal Kyle Busch, but it was uh, had a slight tinge of crybaby. You're always going to with him. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, so uh, I, it was a really interesting race. It was fun to watch. Few a few physical moments, nothing really terribly major. I think Austin Wayne self-crashed like three times, which is expected. Um, it's normal for him. That's his yeah, quota. There was a few yellows, nothing big. Parker Kligerman had a great run. Uh, Kaz Grala was also very quick. He had to come from the back like twice, and he still had a really great run. So those guys had had a nice showing. Uh, so I think that'll move us on to the Xfinity race, which was the same day. And that, I think a little bit later. In the, yeah, a little bit. Because it was running a little late, or I was trying to catch up on YouTube TV, and it was just pissing me off. But anyway, um, Xfinity Series at Circuit of the Americas, uh, A.J. Allmendinger dominated, basically. I just want to say he dominated. I don't remember if he did or not. I'm just taking notes as I go. But 
there was early tire trouble for Ty Gibbs. Uh, AJ won the race handily uh, for Colleague Motorsports. Again, this was very reminiscent of the Truck Series race. I don't remember a heck of a lot of uh, real physical moments or cautions too much. I know Josh uh, Berry didn't have a, a quiet race. Josh Berry didn't have a great day. I think he got damage on like lap one and then got spun out just again. Had a few scuffles here and there. Just seven car got spun out early. I think Sammy Smith might have won a. Uh, did he win one of the or not Sammy Smith? Seven car got spun out by his Smith? teammate. I forget what that kid's name in the one car. What's his name? Uh, Sam Mayer. Sam, Sam Mayer. That's it. They're all the same. They're all bred in a lab somewhere. <laughs> I swear to God. Bred with the bands today. Yes. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's No, they are. I don't care. Um, they are. Yeah. It's Sam Mayer, Oscar Mayer. Who cares? They're all weenies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Parker Kligerman ran this race as well, and I think his cool suit malfunctioned twice, so he's out there. Huffing. <laughs> oh, this poor man. <laughs> Falling out. Poor guy. <laughs> Can you imagine the smell? <laughs> oh no! He had to actually drive a race car like other guys used to back in the day without yeah, but, power steering. Yeah, but it, it had heat cycles in it, and it didn't uh, have windows. Oh yeah, no, they had. Did they take the right window out in the truck? No, I don't think so. I, I don't know why yeah, they that's don't. An oven, road, bro. They need to take the right window out on road courses if yeah. they don't already. They need air. Yeah, give no, them it, air. It, no, it that may him. depend on the top speed at the track. I know Coda is, has an extremely high speed section. That's, they do. Yeah, that's fair. They but, do, but I don't think a lot of it gets in the car. Just freaking let them. Do, they're not going to flip over. It's a road course. No, Jesus they Christ. flip over anyway. It doesn't matter. If you they're going to do it anyway or not. Flipping. Yeah. Who cares? Anyways, yeah, let so, him get some breeze in it. I mean, that guy, that suit had two heat cycles in it, man. Oof. Parker, yeah, Parker had a great race, though. No he had a way. nice, he had another nice showing and kind of mediocre equipment. So, yeah. uh, I don't remember where he finished, but he left enough of an impression on me to at least mention him. Uh, Jade Buford, I got to mention him. He was in the 48 car. He was finally able to capitalize on a good run because he had at least a few good runs going this year and got wrecked. Or spun or something Man. like losing clips on that car wrecked. Like, but this time he actually had a good run. He capitalized on it instead of getting wrecked. He finished P eight. Good run for him. By the way, Who? I what's that? Who? Jade Buford. Who? He finished in the top ten. Who you? <laughs> it, it's nice to see guys like that have good runs. Yeah, I like to see that coming out of nowhere. That ain't a big team, yeah. Jade. Who the hell are no. you? Let's give him some goddamn credit. Is, All right, isn't that that Curb Records team? I don't remember. I don't think so, but I don't remember. I don't know. It's got like some wild paint scheme, black-ish car. I'm not sure. Um, by the way, I got to mention this. Cole Custer was back in the zero seven Bobby Dodder car, qualified up front. Ran up front all day, finished third. Uh, Joe Graff Jr., the other seat in that car, uh, he was in the, he was in the race as well. Uh, he finished thirty fifth, and he ran over pit equipment at some point. So um, sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't know. He's probably a really nice kid, but really nice doesn't Money drive race doesn't cars. Buy talent. No. You can buy tutoring though. So oh, I can do wiser. that. Spend it a little wiser. Yeah, take some learn lessons. how to race instead of buying into a race. Look at Ty Gibbs. He learned how <laughs> he was too. He didn't go to actual high school. Well, he they shoved the simulator school. up his mom's cooter and he jammed it into the placenta, sewed it back up, and left the cord out. Man, that's what happened. He's been there since the womb. Can they do that? 
I don't know. Maybe you should try it out. Make another kid. Fire one out. See what happens. <laughs> Technology's use, amazing. It's, you could use the tax write-off. Go ahead. He's putting little speakers on the womb so that it's like tell, it's like giving him lectures on how to drive race cars while he's still in utero. Yeah. Wouldn't I be wouldn't surprised. Be surprised if there's hey, people there that is. crazy. Yeah, the people. Well, there's people who put like classical music on specially made womb speakers because they think it's going to make their kid more intelligent. It's like classical music doesn't make you more intelligent. Well, it just makes you aware of classical music. They're the same parents who. They're the same <laughs> parents who dry freeze the Yay. afterbirth in the pill form and eat it after. It's full of nutrients. <laughs> <laughs> He, Jesse's saying that like it's not happening. It actually, nasty. It actually does happen. People do do that shit. Oh God, no, no. Some people will bite the uh, umbilical cord to. Um, That's some caveman <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Phil's headphones are now off. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. No, they bite the umbilical cord because they think it's like some kind of caveman shit or something. I don't know what it is, but it probably tastes really gross. Probably like bile and blood and stuff. Probably, probably... still talking about it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Phil's headphones are still off. By the way, yeah, some people do keep and cook the placenta. It's pretty gross. I don't know why they do it. It's so disgusting. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yes, I heard you, audience. We'll we've been on. through we've been we'll through childbirth. Let me let me tell you something. It was horrifying. Not I'm not interested in that <laughs> shit. You freaking weirdos. All right, Phil can come back. Should we now. talk about racing? All right, Phil can come back now. Back so to the show fine. about motorsports. Yeah, not eating placenta. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see if Phil would puke on air because that would be a first. How many episodes are we in? 105. I haven't had a live. Well, we've already had yet. Jesse shitting on air. That's true. That was episode 22, Double Deuce. No, I don't know. <laughs> I had a colonoscopy that day. <laughs> I think, did I have one during the show? I think I did. Yeah, well, not during the show, but since we've been doing it. <laughs> yeah, but that sure. would have been hilarious if it was during the Here show. Here we are for the doctor's office. <sighs> I had to drink Don't mind that brown prep. splatter. <laughs> I don't know. I had a great night's sleep. I'm still here? Oh, shit. Why does my ass hurt? <laughs> Actually, it doesn't. You should get those people. All right, so we move it on to the cup race because, God, we've got plenty to talk about with this one. So, yeah, the Xfinity race set the stage, really, for the cup race with Ross Chastain and A.J. Allmendinger. And, oh, well, Ross, you know, Ross had a killer run. In, I think he was in the Josh yeah. Williams 92 in the Xfinity Series race until he got turned around with, like, yeah. I think four laps to go. Yeah, and it, it was almost prophetic yeah. with Alex Bowman really running good in the trucks. It's, it yep. would almost seem like it, it, we were really building this, uh, a storyline here. I agree. And uh, Ross, cool how it all Ross had a killer run at Coda. Um, in the Xfinity race. Yep, and um, and the Cup race. AJ yeah. Allmendinger won the Xfinity Series race, and guess who it came down to? <laughs> anyway, uh, I had reservations about how well Coda would race in the dry. I was worried the track was too big, but with how many turns it has, there's always something to add or subtract distance between cars. Wow. So there's always going to be racing going on. It's a huge lap. But it actually races way better than I hoped, so that was actually Every refreshing. Lap counts when there's so few, right? And pardon me there, uh, but anyway, I, I I'm glad I was proven wrong. That's all. I do love road racing, bar none. I love it. 
they do it seven times a year in the Cup Series, perfect. That's fine. That might be too many, but I don't care. But it's still, I love road racing. Yeah, that's a good number. That's a good number. It is a good number. You still got to showcase your talents globally, and that's more road racing oriented all across the globe. So, okay, we'll do that, but we'll still stick to our core stuff. Um, Again, I've also thought that these newer cars would road race really well because of the new independent suspension and their sequential gearbox, which, by the way, I have a yeah, genuine these cars technical were designed question. around road racing. I have a genuine technical question. Sure. Okay, so these new gearbox setups in these new cup cars. Now, I don't want to be considered an idiot here, but um, why do they have to go to something like this? Like, this is a 40 thousand dollar gearbox a piece but they may and it's yeah it's independent suspension and they can bolt it to the chassis all this other yeah i get it i understand all that it's sequential gearbox but why because there's cheaper solutions that can do essentially the same thing are they looking at weight placement are they looking at you could have kept the same transmissions that they were using okay that would have saved the team some money and you could have just gone to a different rear end package. Now, they make something like a Ford 9-inch that you could bolt into a car that is independent suspension. Why didn't they just the do that? C5, C6 Corvette. They make a bolt-in uh, Ford 9-inch billet center section the whole nine yards. Do you think that that would cost $40,000 to set up that and a transmission that they already had? About 15 grand. So why did we go to this? Probably for weight placement partially. I was that's what I was I, thinking, but I would I would think they're trying to balance the car out front to rear, especially with the lack of rear side force, maybe trying to get a little more weight on the rear tires and get a little more mechanical grip somehow. I mean, we um, could just mandate the rear weight rule. It also kind of minimum rear weight rule. Go ahead. Gives them more it gives them more rear percentage. I wonder if it allows them to put the engine further back. I wonder where the number one spark plug sits now compared to the old car for more center balance. Again, because is it really worth theor- $40,000, though? I don't know. But theoretically, if you really want to get serious about it, a C5 Corvette is a mid-engine car because even the front of the cylinder heads is behind the front ball joint. So the engine is technically in the middle of the car. Now I wonder if that's what they did with the cup cars. To be honest, we're we're we sound like we're kind of pinching pennies here because this is probably a drop in the bucket to these cup teams. But can we be honest and say that it might simplify it a lot more and actually be stronger? Well, they could shift it's a it's a more nimble car and it you can shift quicker with the new Was that necessary though? The car, the car in general seems more nimble. Like it changes directions quicker. It, is, it, it is road races quicker. really well. You know what yeah. I really don't like? I don't like road racing these cars on iRacing. I think they have the setups completely wrong, but that's my own personal beef. I don't like these cars on iRacing at all. I think they're garbage on there, but whatever. But it's not it, real life, so it doesn't matter. It, what's hilarious, though, in, in like real life, it's completely different. <laughs> so Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah, you try to road race it on iRacing and you spin out because they're so stiff. It's like the thing just doesn't. It just comes right around. It's like what is you wrong? You gotta get with this the thing? tires hot. Yeah, we do that, and it still does it. 
anyway, eye racing isn't real life, so maybe they'll fix that in the future. But um, no, but I think I think that's why they they did that is they probably wanted to get the engine further back and, and kind of centralize the the pivot point of the car, so to speak. I mean, that could be it. I mean, I could be again talking out of my ass, but I think what I would like with my way of doing it, it would save money yeah but that's kind of again like i said that's penny pinching but i think it would be a little bit is tougher one, as well is, so is that transaxle and they wouldn't have to get rid of all these parts is either. that from a single sourced vendor i believe so there yeah. you go and they've broken a lot of them too because they break little parts like drive they wanted components. to take keep the teams from messing with things and gaining us a, 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 a i'm sure my a, what do you call it a performance advantage over another competitive i don't know you buy these cars at walmart jess <laughs> big lots whatever's more bougie i guess all right hey jesse how's the racing been this year actually pretty good it has been really good oh with the exception oh, spec of uh spec racing has a chance with it's the exception not the only of only year that it's been good <laughs> to be yeah to be fair with the exception of Atlanta and Phoenix the racing has been phenomenal so Phoenix is terrible in every package i think we've had any car any package gen 4 Dick. gen 4s were pretty good there yeah i'd rather go to new hampshire than go to phoenix oh god so um so all right i got to get back to my notes here so I bet these cars are amazing at New Hampshire. You know, they didn't string out so bad. I thought they would. They really didn't. Uh, they are really. I really thought it was going to be single file snoozer. No, it really wasn't, which is great. I'm glad it wasn't. Well, they had enough cautions and part breakages to bunch them up. Yeah, they broke so. enough of them because single source part. And wheels falling off. Yeah, they only had. I think one, one. two of those. Yeah, one guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they are really tough cars, so you can beat and bang with them. That's just nice. Uh, nobody got stuck, by the way. Unless your wheel oh. came off. Um, Joey Hand's tire did delaminate in practice or qualifying. Did you see that? I did not see that. The The whole outer carcass of the tire came off, and I don't know if they ever figured out or if Goodyear said what happened. I mean, he could have run over really a stone, weird. for God's sakes, when it was hot. Yeah, he was like sixth in practice or so, too. He was really, really quick. Yeah, he was in the Rick so Ware 15 car, wasn't he? Yep, it was yeah. kind of disappointing to see him end up not qualifying for the race and having to start out back because of that. Yeah, which sucks because Joey Hand's a killer racing driver, a road racing driver too. So, well, he'll have six more opportunities, I think. Call up Scotty McLaughlin and have him come over for Penske and run one of these. Oh man, that'd be V8 awesome. supercar driver. Hell yeah! Uh, get some of those guys to come. Get get uh, what's his face there, Marcus Ambrose. Call him back up. Get him back over here. Oh, God, he would have a blast in these cars. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyway, it came down at the end towards... Again, I don't remember this race being horribly destructive. A couple part failures, a couple spins. I saw Joey Logano backwards like three times. Uh, I didn't see Brad spin out this time, did he? I don't even know. I don't know. I was watching I it on and so. off. Don't know. He, hit, he was too far back to, to count. because of the- <laughs> He was trying to save his pennies. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, it's a big-ass fine here. Uh, so it came down at the end to, and if anybody's been on social media or even saw the race, they know who Ross Chastain, Tyler Reddick and AJ Allmendinger. Oh, and Alex Bowman, uh, at the last restart. Now Chastain led a lot of this race and you got to give a a big heads up to 
Daniel Suarez because he led a lot of the opening parts of the race. And didn't he get turned around and had to go to the back and then try to fight his way from the back? But apparently he didn't have power steering. Yeah, he got turned around on a restart, and I think that's when he lost his power steering. Yeah, which sucks. He said his arms were falling out real bad. Yeah, yeah, he was done. Because uh, they probably put a ton of caster to these cars when they're road races, like eight plus degrees, and uh, that you, you're basically wrenching the thing in through corners, and it's that sucks. Um, so anyway, Ross Chastain led a ton of this race. I think between the two track house cars. They led like two thirds of this race. Like they led a ton of it. And Chastain was not going to lose this race. He'd finished second at least twice. And this is where we get down to the debate section of our program. Yeah. Well, yeah, AJ Allmendinger started. <laughs> he didn't have a very good qualifying run. No, AJ was way in the back at the beginning. He had to fight his way all the way forward. He was fun to watch passing cars. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. Yeah, that car was also relatively clean by the time he got up front. Yeah. Um, so anyway, getting down to the end, if nobody's been on social media, you live under a rock because everybody knows how this race ended if you're a race fan. And it ended with, okay, now we got to go back towards the middle part of the, the last lap. AJ Allmendinger, there's this, he cannot deny this, threw it in underneath Ross Chastain and made contact with his left rear and shot him out wide to take the lead. Okay? We all know this. They did not show him that replay after what happened next. Because Ross said, I'm not taking that, (laughs) like any good short track racer would. He He, plants himself on the bumper in the next corner. If he doesn't, he's a bitch. Right. He plants, we'll get into it again, but he plants himself on the back of AJ's bumper, shoots him out wide for the next corner, which allows Alex Bowman to back his way into almost the lead (laughs) because he's fast and he got to the bottom as those two were playing uh, patty cake out in the corner there. Coming down that last long straight before the last two corners, Bowman's to the right. They're both to the left, and they're playing literal. Chastain is playing shuffleboard with the back of AJ Allmendinger's car. Well, hold on. Let's back up for a second and talk about the crossover that Ross made from the right to the left to get to the left. There wasn't a lot of room there. Well, he was also very angry. <laughs> yeah, his spotter was calling him tight. Yeah, but they're coming down that last straightaway to the second last corner which is another sharp left. And Ross says exactly what my mantra is and what a lot of other short track racers' mantra is. Do unto others twice as bad as they've done unto you. Because if you don't, you a bitch. Right. You're going to be a bitch, and they're going to run you out of that league. And if you tell people that you are not to be fucked with by running them back out... Then you are going to earn someone's respect. Now, obviously, uh, he essentially cleaned him out. Like he shoved him so far wide, it took out Bowman. But that might have been strategic. He might have said, "I got to get two birds here because that's going to win me the race." Well, if you don't want to, you don't want to just push him up just to have him come right back on you. You have to send him, and so that he can't retaliate. Correct. If you're going to bump somebody, you make sure you don't let them get back to your bumper. Or you can do the sporting thing and move them 
and let them get back to your or give them the chance to get back to your bumper. AJ kind of did that, but Ross, <laughs> don't don't mess with short track racers because I, they're just gonna punt you back and it's gonna be twice as bad. <laughs> I don't know if Ross's full intention was the end result. Because if you watch the video and you watch the replay, the only reason AJ really got as sideways as he did is Ross pushed him over a bump. And while it was airborne, the car just jumped sideways. And I mean, Ross Ross is just going to push him out wide enough to get rid of him so that he doesn't come back and ruin the race yeah. ending for him. What happens after you bump him is as long as you gave him a good enough shot to get rid of him, what happens after that is up to God. You know, that could have been way worse than it was still. <laughs> you're running your own race at that point. So he gets into uh, Almondinger and they he gets into Bowman and Almondinger and Bowman go wide. Almondinger spins, Bowman barely hangs on to it, keeps it out of the sand trap and is able to nurse the thing around that last left-hander to the main straight and uh, finish second, but Ross Chastain did win this race for the first race win ever for Trackhouse and his first race win ever. And Trackhouse, man, they're one of those expansion teams that just came out of absolute, unexpected nowhere. You call him Florida boy can drive, too. Yeah, he, he drove races hard, and Dude, I love it. He Oh, everybody down here races. He everybody races. races like that. He raced like he was fighting for his life, man. And he is. Yeah. He raced like he was fighting for his life. I mean, there was... There was guys to the inside and outside on that last restart. There was a guy is Tyler Reddick was in the mix there as well, and he cleared and he himself was, out. He's like, nope, this is my lane. I this want it. Is, he got just not dirty, but throwing elbows in the paint, mm-hmm. going hard in the paint. Nineteen eighties and nineties basketball, hard in the paint, bro. Yeah, I mean yeah, that was an awesome finish. throwing Carl Malone elbows. Mm-hmm. Okay, hard stuff. All right, the guy was really really. I haven't seen anybody race for their life like that since I think Carl Larson, back when he was driving for Chip Ganassi when he was trying to win his first wins and he was second, 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 second. There was a time period where he had to struggle to get that first win, and now I'm not making comparisons to him that he's going to be next. Carl Larson, time will tell, but but Ross Chastain definitely had showed a lot of talent and a lot of car control and a lot of desperation at the same time which made for a very entertaining first ever win. Now, I'm going to put up a poll here of the panel. How many of you, if somebody drills you out of the lead through contact, either direct or indirect, is going to retaliate? And if you're going to retaliate... I plead fifth. <laughs> F-I-F-F. Fifth. Fifth. So you you run into me, you better be prepared to get it right back. Yeah. Uh, Anybody who said that this was shit racing and that there's disrespect clearly hasn't raced short tracks (laughs) because this is literally the culture. Because if somebody punts you, you're going to punt them back. End of story. And it doesn't matter the second time around. You know what pissed me off about A.J. Allmendinger's interview? A lot. A lot. And it's not his fault, really, because... Some of it, because he should have remembered. Well, it's so hard for you to remember, though. When you're in the heat of the moment, you're a race car driver, and you're selfish. 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to remember that kind yeah. of stuff right when you take the helmet off and then you got somebody shoving a microphone and a camera in your face. It's not going to happen. So I bet you, he, I bet you he would change the story if he, you know, had a couple minutes to decompress, you know, have a couple beers or two, you know, talking with the guys, you know, what really happened, you know, saw the replay, but they showed him the replay. Yeah, great. They showed him the replay of him getting taken out, but they never showed him the replay, which was done on purpose, of him moving Ross Chastain out of the way, which is great producing if you want to have a cheap soundbite. But it's it, I showed that it's it was blatantly dishonest. Incredibly dishonest. Very dishonest. They should have showed why he got drilled instead of just the end result. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but that's but that was cheap to do, and that's why I, I hate it. I don't like that. Now kind of we stuff. Again, I haven't been a fan of Fox anyway this year. Uh, it no. doesn't matter what what they are. It could be Fox, NBC, hell, it could be CBS. Yeah, but Fox's know. coverage has been super corny. I think I said it on Twitter. I think I said, uh, oh, you know, those stupid little pieces before the race where they're just corny as hell. It's that it's family sideshow. Yeah, it's a sideshow. It's basically like your. It's that family member that comes to Christmas or Thanksgiving that literally only speaks in puns and thinks they're funny. Oh, what did they do though? What what was the Oh, was oh, it a country song or something? They did like lip syncing things. They did something with uh, Dazed and Confused. They did something. Oh, I'm like, oh, Christ, you guys go are there. cringe. Uh, easy stomach. Yeah. E- easy stomach. If Every- I had to watch uh, some somebody go do the cheap cliche Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. No, my I wouldn't make it, man. I'd have to go to the to the bar. For I him. muted it. I didn't even want to see it. I'm like, I'm not interested. I'd have to throw I up. I refuse man. to watch race day anymore. Race day is really the culprit. I look at Bob Parker's tweets at when green flag is going to be, and I tune in five minutes before that. Thank yep. you. That's all I'm going to do. And then during the race, what you should do is mute the race on the TV and turn on MRN radio, where there's actual good announcers. And listen to that while you're watching on TV. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. I don't know. I enjoy Tony Stewart and Mike yeah. Joy. I do like Clint Tony Boyer Stewart. Still, yeah. yeah, I like Tony and Mike Joy. Clint is comic relief. Clint is is stomachable. Yeah, he is. He's I would like must have hearing loss because he yells at everything. Yeah, yeah, that's how he oh, was yeah. trained. You got to be excited. Be excited. Project. Yeah, no, you know who is show energy. Tough. He yells ev- everywhere. Do you want to know who the best color analyst in the booth was this weekend? Andy Lally. Andy stole the show. He stole was the, show. the best. Yeah, he's so good on camera. He was a great analyst. I think they should have him in for the regular races too. Um, he did very well. Quietly stole Inter- the show. Commentator. I don't think he lasted more than a couple laps out there on the Cup race though, which kind of sucks. They had fuel pump issues, I think they said. Yeah, that's what they all say when they're just starting parks. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think we've made our point very obviously clear. And if you'd like to offer your point about what you think should have been done behind the wheel, make sure, number one, you're a driver. And then number two, email us to minilabspodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail via anchor.fm slash making laps if you'd like to hear your voice heard on the show. By the way, I forgot to have a Darf comment of the week because I knew that it would be all just everybody blaming Bubba Wallace for the tire falling off of his car. So I figured I wouldn't bother this week. 
Because you know they, they, you know they exist. You know there's that person. Why didn't you pick one that says, "Boy, I wish I, I wish they would race in the rain." You could have picked that no, one. No, it's just too stupid. I can't do it. Couldn't. That, I just nothing met my specific requirements. They're too stupid to be a Darf comment of the week. Yes, you're actually too stupid to be a Darf comment of the week this okay, week. Well. I'm sorry. Oh, well. But I believe again that. Um, we made our point very clear. And again, if you're if you're one of those ridiculous people who want to compl- uh, want to um, compare the action from Atlanta last week to the action this week, absolutely not. That's not at all the same thing. You're looking at absolute manufactured entertainment, pack racing. They can't get off each other they have to run in the draft they depend on other cars to pass this and everybody builds a new car at the end of the night and they're all full throttle this is throttle brake steering both directions uh organic decent hard racing and you saw all of it yeah go from 175 miles an hour to 55 miles an hour and see how well you do see if you make the turn in every single time yeah that is a way higher skill level than flat footing it around yeah so I mean, again, I am on the train that Ross Chastain did zero wrong, nothing wrong. I do not like seeing guys race the way where, you know, if it was different, if he didn't get punted by AJ in that turn, if AJ didn't left rear him going into that turn, and he passed Ross clean, and Ross completely cleared him out. I would have thought it was dirty pool. I thought I would have thought it was a shit move. You know what I mean? But yep. but the only reason why I thought it was fair was because he got it first. Good he, no call. He got it first and he delivered back in a way where he displayed not only was he not happy but that he was not going to take it. And you have to defend yourself on the racetrack. Yeah, good no call for a tower. Yeah. Good no call for a tower. Yeah. Rep. Right. They don't call ta- call make any calls anyway. So no, they don't. Yeah, but if this they was should, local but, rules, yeah. we're calling it a no call. If this was a lo- if this was done by local racing, I would hope that it would be a good no call. Although I do see that maybe I do they see would, him getting put to the. I back do for that. see him. Because yeah, I don't think it would have been seen. I, th- I think it would have been uh, if it was a local. He might have been pointed the flag, and then having uh, the flagman would have to come down from the tower point at him with the flag, and then start slapping his butt like, you, to the rear. You, to the rear. It starts going. Seen that before. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Never been that guy. Yeah, I've been put to the back a few times. Usually uh, in a heat race. but That I, was always fun to watch at, a couple at times the Speed in the Bowl back in the 90s and whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would Tony Leckie hit the track and start pointing at his ass? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get in the back. Yeah, you, driver. <laughs> to the rear. To the rear. Yeah. It was great. Oh man! So uh, anyway, how far into this shit show are we? We got to be pretty decently far into it. Now we're twenty six. All right. So for the second time Bye. this year, <laughs> for the second time this year, I'm going to mention the Formula One race. It was run at the side. Ah, oh, Jesse left. Goodbye, everyone. He's too old to die. Uh, <laughs> Go away. Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. These new cars—they race really well. I'm oh, sorry. Let's but, get racist. Hold on. <laughs> Let's get racist. What? Who's who's talking here? Oh, uh, they are in Saudi Arabia. Um, Remember 9-11. <laughs> that's fair. 
That's fair. Uh, Max Verstappen is an early contender for the Making Laps Podcast Award for Whiner of the Year. Yes. We heard his radio the entire race, and he complained about any and all of his fellow competitors that he was around during this race. He complained without merit that Leclerc was crossing pit lines and failing to slow under yellow flags. But meanwhile, he made up like two seconds under the virtual safety car when he wasn't supposed to. I mean, everything that he complained about, he was doing <laughs> and complaining about it at somebody else. It's like, you're an asshole. You know that? You're just an asshole. Um, so anyway, he won the race. Uh, it was a close race between he and Charles Leclerc. It was actually fun to watch. Uh, Hamilton had a bad qualifying run. He got points, though. He finished 10th. Uh, Kevin Magnuson, the Haas replacement, 11 days before the first race, got his second point-paying race finish in a row. And that team was not really known for uh, winning points. And uh, by the way, if anybody had George Russell as the top Mercedes driver on their bingo card at the start of the year, good on you. Yeah, no, I failed that one. So it was also another double podium for Ferrari. Mag also had a neck brace on. Did you notice that? Magnuson? He had a neck brace on? Yeah, from not being uh, in, in F1 shape, I guess. Oh, so he wasn't ready because he got called late. He got called late, and I guess after the race last week, he was having some trouble, and all this week he had this big neck brace thing on, like it was taped to his neck and all that. Oh, he'll get back in shape real quick. He has no choice but to. Are you done yet? All right, so, yes, we are done. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram, at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast, YouTube, we're coming back to in probably another month or so. Uh, you can send feedback if you'd like to Making Laps Podcast at Facebook.com or anchor.fm slash Making Laps. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brent Gleason01. By the way, you can find me on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Brent Gleason. Uh, if you find me on Facebook, I'm sorry if I don't friend you. I, I only really keep that for people I actually know. You don't have friends. I know. I don't have any friends. Yes, it's only do. The only ones are actually here on this show. Uh, so... Uh, you can find Phil at at P Jakes Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And then you can I don't know find Jesse on Gab or something. You could you could find me delivering all your race car parts in a in a brown truck. You could find Jesse on boy. You were good last week, so I'll give you a chance again this week. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. How do we end the show? Keep the doors I don't stay open. Thank you for. Oh, damn it. Get him away from that thing. Listening. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. And we got through another week without um, (laughs) obscenities from my child. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it.